Hi guys, welcome to Teasing Conversations where it's warm and friendly all year round. By now you already know that we are knee deep into this mini series that allows us have candid and open conversations with men at 30 and beyond. The question on most people's minds that have listened to the previous episode is are men too affected or gripped by the third floor overwhelm? Anyways, this series explores all that and helps us tackle toxic masculinity, among other things. Today, I talked to Hapison Ninshaba. He's a businessman who especially deals online. He'll tell us more about that. He's quite excellent at multi-level marketing. He will tell us more about that. He's a dad and an activist. To me, though, he's happy, my older brother. So, happy. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much. I'm glad to feature on this podcast talking about men in their 30s and looking forward to discussing more and encouraging someone out there. How old are you? I'm making 32 this month and it's a very good experience so far. I can't wait to celebrate my second birthday as a father and as a husband as well. So my 30s aren't going bad uh, after all. Okay, so um, a little bit, I've given you a very dope intro in case you missed it, but if you were to introduce yourself, what would you say? Yes, uh, a brief introduction about myself. My name is Hapison Nishaba. I'm a businessman by choice. I graduated uh, with a bachelor in business computing from Macquarie University Business School, but life made a turnaround around when I was about, two th- uh, about 26 years old. And I ventured into online business, a topic that most people don't want to associate with, but I'm comfortable there and we have been able to influence so many other people to take that path. Cool. Um, Now that we know a little more about you, I'm going to start our conversation by asking this question. Is turning 30 a big deal for men? Should it be? Why was it for you? Yes, turning 30 is a big deal for everyone. And even more pressure is put on the men, actually. When we talk about women turning 30, we talk about marriage mostly and having kids. But for the men, it's a, it's a holistic idea. We talk about finances. We talk about marriage. We talk about growth as a person. We talk about dreams and aspirations. And then we also talk about failures. Okay. Uh, there's also been a... Um a situation not even a situation like i i don't remember okay most men that i've talked talked to have said that it's hard for men to have conversations or open up about say failures and struggles and men can be easily influenced except they probably don't know how to deal with that influence because of their ego what would you say about that no failures why is it so hard for men to openly converse about certain things we might vary on how we approach most of these uh, situations so so many people fear uh, failure but failure is is part of life Uh, it is part of an insecurity uh, it it varies from uh, one man to another but actually i realize that the more you open up the more you actually realize that you can find a solution men are egocentric they don't want to lose that um what makes them uh, be a man you know but i encourage actually say that if so many men could open up because men hurt just like women do men have bad times just like women do 
and men suffer domestic violence for example that is a, a, a that is a topic that men are usually left out of but i think men do not like opening up because they are looked as the superior they shouldn't be feeling sorry for themselves so the focus is usually on the ladies but men need attention as well when you say that men behave a certain way because they don't want to lose a part of what makes them men what exactly do you think men consider as an integral part of them being men what makes a man because if someone asked what makes a woman most people are going to say or oh, the ability to be a mother or oh, the ability to nurture or oh, the ability to do this or oh, the ability to multitask or oh, the ability the ability the ability what do you think makes men men so much that they are so scared that something as simple as opening up and talking to a partner or a friend makes them you know think that they are going to lose control so one men are boys let's let's not forget that but while boys are growing up in typical homes in a typical african home i don't know about the european or the west world but i will talk typically about an african man because that is how i've been brought up you'll hear a mother saying you are a boy don't cry boys don't cry boys don't behave like that as opposed to the girls boys are beaten more than girls <laughs> in school boys are beaten more than girls ah, the hard work was, in school has beaten more than you <laughs> the hard work is usually for the boys so in my opinion i think they have been hardening themselves and preparing themselves for the journey as they grow up so it reaches a point whereby men are boys they are boys but they know that they are going to provide mm. do you know what it means to know that i'm going to reach a certain time and people are going to depend on me Yes we know there are ladies who provide we know they are yeah, independent. Yes, to say why why should why should the entire family depend on you because that's why you have a partner to begin with. Because that is how we have been raised. That's how society has showed us that a man is a provider. You look at all these coaches in courts. I will call them online coaches talking about relationships, counselors, online counselors. Everybody is becoming a counselor and they are that you'll find mostly you find reasons how to know that your man is cheating how to know that uh, <laughs> the man is violent how to know that he won't manage the relationship usually they put the man as the yardstick they want to measure the failure of the relationship based on can the man provide can the man sustain a relationship can the man sustain a household so in in the end i think this is natural that people are scared the ladies are always looked at uh, they have a fallback plan a lady can fail and complain and and blame the man but a man cannot fail in a typical african home a man can't fail uh, and give excuses why the relationship or the marriage can't work before they they blame themselves well okay um if we are to move on a little bit or backtrack a bit do you remember where you were when you were 25 or 26 um you 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 did business business computing Yeah. Yeah, you did business computing at university and here you are now, you know, facing a totally different direction. At what point of your life did you realize tell you what? I don't really have to do exactly what I studied at university. I I have my own path to figure out. I don't really have to walk the line that, you know, traditionally mm. get a degree and then get a job related to the degree you pursued or else you waste you have you have wasted mm. your parents resources. Yeah, I think by 24 25 i was still excited about leaving university 
I was excited about facing the world and you know I applied into in most of the I worked I did my inter, uh, internship at the Ministry of Finance I, I I admired how people you know behaved I see I saw guys in suits but at the end of the day I was 25 I was not under pressure whatsoever I was not dating I was just living on a small salary but life was moving on anyway but you see when i look back now i look back 7 years ago i actually realized there are some things i should have done different during that time because most people are waiting to get to get to 30 before they can grow up or before they can mature up but it does not work out the same way it doesn't have to you don't have to wait until you're 30 if you're yeah. 25 now utilize your 25 26 years because when you get to 30 you realize that so many things will change um what are some of the things you wish you had done differently then number one, i wish i had learned how to set goals when i was first 25. of all do you have regrets yeah okay. i do i, I have I, i've I have... had people say I, do, i i don't have regrets i just have lessons no I, i'm going to get to the lessons part i'm okay. going to get the lessons my regrets are not the regrets of me sitting down and i hold my chin and then i start crying yeah. those are not the regrets mm-hmm. a reg- what i can call a regret is that you had an opportunity and you never utilized it and it is gone so it's okay if you are a man no one should um, should lecture you about ha- not having regrets because regrets um, they can be transformed into lessons so there are regrets there are things i i, I regret not doing when i was 24 25 but i'm 32 i'm not 80 so i can still catch up with life so i wish i had learned uh, how to set goals i wish when i was 25 or younger i had learned more about money i wish i had learned how to respect women when i was that age it shouldn't take you long to reach 30 to learn some of these things because if you don't prepare yourself early you can reach 30 35 40 and you're still lagging in most of these areas which sometimes causes what we call the midlife crisis exactly yeah i don't know if we we will have time to talk about that but let's go to are those your lessons or your regrets those are my regrets and lessons i'll combine them okay mm. so there is a there's a common saying that who you are at 30 is much more of a product of your experiences and development throughout your formative 20s mm. so it's not when you're 30 and you look back at what you have or <laughs> what you don't have it's as a result of what you did or did not do mm. in your 20s you had a full you know decade but what like i what i like to tell people is that it is never too late True. to start all over for me that is where i find my consolation and i have seen friends male friends who get to like 35 and then you know reality hits them they they don't have a stable source of income they don't have a wife so they are scrambling to just look through the friends normally mm. they just reach back to me they're like hey what's up so do you have female friends i'm like oh my female friends are taken um and then sometimes they you know they 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 don't even have friends mm. the people they thought were their friends were that sac- was that circle that they used to gather with you know at a drinking point at a drinking joint i have nothing against people who drink It, 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 i think it's a good pastime for those people you know who want to pass their time mm. but it points you to something that 
as you grow older you have to be very keen about the things that are happening in your in your life and most of them are as a result mm. of what happened in your 20s so which brings me to my next segment i asked the previous guest this question it's about a list i found online about 30 things eh? 30 things every man should do before turning 30 mm. become financially independent travel learn to live with other people etc mm. yeah but also these are things that are written by someone a member of society mm. which could in the long run impose pressure on people who are 25 right now who are listening in and they're like oh my god i've run out of time i've run out of time so the societal expectations and pressure on men one in terms of finances two in terms of the friends they keep three in terms of the jobs the men do um <laughs> shapes and sizes of the bodies of men and then relationships and marriage let's go one by one mm. in terms of finances how do you think that pressure from society impacts on you in that regard about finances yes. that's a very um interesting topic that's where life revolves mostly life in this era revolves mm. around two things uh, three things number one it's health, number two, it's finances and family. Maybe you can change the order. When those three areas are cleared and they're in line, the rest really can follow. This is what I recommend if you're not that. Learn more about finances. You have a lot of, you know, chances. Repeating stuff is acceptable in that decade because you have time to come back and repair, you know, the bruises that you caused your financial life so you need to learn about finances you need to learn about saving you need to learn about investment these are some of the things i didn't learn i didn't learn i used to see on tv i used to watch movies i used to to read about them in in blogs but i thought i had a lot of time but i'm not saying this to put pressure on people who are 30 and not yet 30 i'm just saying we can always learn about finances your, our life expectancy in Uganda alone, I'm sure it's about uh, 65. There are countries where their life expectancy is about 70. Gather the friends that will influence you to do some of the things that challenge you. There's a gentleman who say that if you find out that in your circle you have the fattest bank account, change your circle. That is not the best for you. So personally, I love, I don't have a lot of friends, but if I have friends, I want friends who are doing better than me. In most cases because i'll be able to get challenged finances run relationships they run <laughs> marriages they run schools they they run the education the academic area they run almost everything so invest in research invest in your education invest in teaching yourself online education pay their courses online uh, learn about the future of money learn about online investment if you hear people are making money via amazon and drop shipping it doesn't hurt you if you just follow the link on Instagram and just look through it and see how the future of finance is going to be running in the next one, uh, in next decade or even more. Um, what are your thoughts on um, the pressure that is imposed on men to have or look a particular way beyond 30? For example, um, the example here is in your group of friends or in your acquaintances you know there are people that have a lot of money and then there are those that have middle middle money and then there are those who haven't gotten there yet mm. but then there is this phenomenon where it is hard for because of societal pressures and expectations men struggle quite a lot when they're looking for partners especially if they haven't hit the, their financial you know goals or targets why is it so rampant 
amongst the men. I know even women have this thing of by like by a particular age I want my account to look like this. I want to have a business. I want to but it's like it's different for men. Yeah, I understand you're the providers and all that, but isn't it high time that people really did what is suitable for them. People decided that this is my life. I really don't have to bend to the pressures of society anymore. If my account says I have 1 million Uganda shillings right now, what am I as, as an individual doing to see that my account is now twice or thrice this, but not parents or your relatives saying, you're a man, you haven't bought land at 30, my God, you're very doomed. Mm. <laughs> so at the end of the day, I have seen people who are 36 and they have struggled in life. They have had jobs, they have lost jobs. I've seen people who have grown to 40 and they have nothing, but they have families they are renting. And eventually something happens and boom, they have it figured out. So along the way, when you are growing to 30 and beyond, what are the lessons that you're learning? What are the friends that you're keeping? What are the connections? How is How worth is your network? So me, I think, yes, you can reach 30 and you are not established. And that is okay. That is okay as long as you, you, have, you still have a, a dream. Dreams, these are not the things that you see when you sleep. These are the things that don't allow you to actually go to sleep. <laughs> yes, I know. It's, we have mm. different time zones through mm. which we achieve success. Uh, I don't want to use the word success. Maybe through which we achieve our dreams. The pressure is too much for the boy child. <laughs> I, I will say that. But also I love encouraging people. Just have a plan for your life. Have a plan for yourself. If you're 30 and you see things are not working out, then just know that in the next 10 years, you'll be 40. Me, the only thing is when I, the moment I knocked 30, I, uh, I realized, oh, time has actually gone. There's, there's a feeling when you reach 30 and people are saying, oh, you are 30, Bambi, you know, you're 30. <laughs> so there's that thing that people expect you to, to have done. 30 is a reality check. And from 30, you realize that you start doing things differently. If you have not been saving, saving becomes automatic for some people. Again, it, it comes from the influence, the friends that you keep. Many people have died, have left this earth with their kids, nothing, no one to take care of them, nothing to their name, and they have died and we have forgotten. You know, So it's not a must that everybody has to live a certain life. But for that individual, if you're listening out there, we can always correct. Just keep the right company. Just read. Reading is eternal. You will never, yeah. stop, uh, you never stop learning. What this, are you reading at the moment? Uh, at the book. moment I have a book. It's called How to Develop Self-Confidence and Influence People by Public Speaking. Dale Carnegie. Yeah, by Dale Carnegie because I'm a public speaker. I speak to people about business and everything. Find out different ways you can be able to make money and pull your dreams closer. I think that every day that we wake up uh, with our plan, the plan should be to get closer to our dreams to our goals and what are you doing to get closer to your dream okay yep. so we're going to talk a little bit about insecurities in men mm. it's a problem most women have to deal with when they you know when they get partners in the long run um most women realize that they are dealing with men who are babies mm. <laughs> men who are children men who are who have been damaged mm. by all these pressures that are imposed on them. Some have been damaged by toxic um, families w because of what their fathers used to consider masculine in their homes. 
and you cannot blame their parents because probably their parents that generation also did not really know better they come from a generation where men are macho men don't cry men don't say sorry <laughs> men don't mm. say thank you men are put on a pedestal but, but men are human but men are human yeah. and also in the end some men those who want to get partnered are going to end up with partners who have to now pay the price right True. so um and then you know english calls that toxic masculinity toxic mm. masculinity i'm just going to read off of google right now um just so no one comes for me toxic masculinity involves cultural pressures for men to behave a certain way and it is likely that this affects all boys and men in some fashion this idea that men need to act tough and avoid showing all emotions can be harmful to their mental health and can have serious consequences for society which is how it became known as toxic masculinity mm. the easiest way to look at it is a partner i like to give this example is a partner a man who decides you know picks interest in a woman mm. takes the woman home they get married and then suddenly realizes that the woman is either doing better than him or mm. earning more or seems to have her life together and decides look i am the man in the home mm. We can't have you looking like you have a lot of money more than I do <laughs> when I am the man. Mm. So what we are going to do is I'm going to say leave your work, become a stay-at-home mother, let me take care of your needs. In fact, I'll give you a monthly salary mm. <laughs> if we have to get to that point. That's just an example of toxic masculinity. masculinity. Have you or your friends realized that you might have any of these traits? And if indeed it happens, what do you think is the main cause for that? for such insecurities toxic masculinity toxic masculinity that's a new word of course I know, I know what toxic means i know what masculinity means but uh, when you combine that meet together yeah. yeah at this point i'm going to recommend you you listen to a podcast it's called man enough it's hosted by a guy called Justin Baldoni and yeah it's it's a very very enlightening mm. podcast i think you'll like it so anyway that is for you and everyone that is listening in listen to man enough by Justin Baldoni Have you have you sensed this in your friends? Toxic masculinity. Now, first of all, I'm glad that I've learned something new. You're but welcome. but when it comes to real life, the life that we are leading as men and our peers, the people that we have met, of course this this um, uh, toughness, power, everybody wants to feel powerful. But I think it is from upbringing uh number one, families so this is uh, a reminder uh, to the parents out there to the teachers out there to the community leaders and everybody how most of these men are brought up could eventually affect how they react how they grow because the mind is is at, is being trained when a boy is five years five years to 12 years some of the things that they do in their late life are impacted on them between 5 to 12 years so for example a man who is tough who wants to act tough they are usually weak by the way and they are suffering from insecurity it's usually they feel insecure they feel the only way i can dominate this person and and be you know and be man enough is if i can raise my voice but i think man and woman were made as helpmates helpmates they help each other 
reproducing or reproduction is not enough. In fact, even Adam was not so was was not toxic what <laughs> he wasn't he, <laughs> he didn't have traits of toxic, toxic masculinity. masculinity toxic masculinity if you say tough or and feminine feminine what and femininity and femininity Yo, let's let's read a little bit about that because i think there are people who might be interested so this article goes ahead to say okay you read that they say okay some researchers have come to agree that toxic masculinity has three core components number one toughness that's what we have been talking about this is the notion that men should be physically strong emotionally callous and behaviorally aggressive two and femininity this involves the idea that men should reject anything that is considered to be feminine, such as showing emotion or accepting help. And then the third one, they're saying power. This is the assumption that men must work toward obtaining power and status, both social and financial, so they can gain the respect of, of others. This is not what defines a man. I, I grew up when, you know, we grew up when our dad was very tough, but... He was tough to us, the kids, but he was soft when it came to mom yeah. for one reason. And he was soft to us. He was only tough when we were in wrong. Yes. And he explained why he was doing you know? what he was doing as a form you of know? discipline. Exactly. Yeah. He would be tough when he's called to school when you used to do bad <laughs> things. He would be cold, you know, and he was tough. He was right. But on the, on the other note, he was a very soft guy we all knew. Yeah. Then, and femininity. This involves the idea that men should reject anything that is considered to be feminine. This is very wrong. Boys are, are going into depression. Boys are told that they cannot cry. For example, if I'm heartbroken, boys, this is how they think that I can go to the bar and drink a whole bottle of, uh, you know, liquor, Uganda. Hard guy, hard guy. That's you know, the same. Uh -huh, hard yeah. guy, hard yeah. guy. Hard guy doesn't take Fanta, you know? <laughs> you want to act hard. But I I think that's why there are psychiatrists, there are counselors, there are all these kind of people who have been put there to help people get out of stress and depression. Be a man. Being a man, you are human first before you are a man. Oh, but you see now, that is frowned upon by their peers, you know? If, for example... Um, a good man was hanging out with his friends and I don't know why those would be his friends but yes and then you know the wife calls and then he says man my wife has just called I gotta go home then you'll find that that is being frowned upon by his friends will be like what a woman just called you and you're packing up to leave but you see for me that is a man who understands that hey I reached a point and made the decision that I wanted to be with someone's <laughs> with someone's daughter and therefore just because i've responded positively to my wife's call does not make me less of a man in fact we let me tell you the truth we women <laughs> love that group of men because you'll say we want attention for all we care but it's true and we like to see that men pay attention in that mm. regard and so i want to tell the men out there who think like me, if my wife called me out of a bar before it's time, eh? before the time I said I will leave, I cannot go. <laughs> so we are here to, to help you know, mm. to, to help you understand that some of the traits that you have, you think it makes you a guy amongst your friends, but the truth is it's toxic. Maybe people think toxic masculinity is only working in families. Maybe no. there are some single people here with, who are listening in and they think it works only in relationships and families. No, not really. I'm going to give you an example. Okay, you had an example. I wanted to say that you can tell someone who is toxic, even, for example, if you use public transport, 
you're seated in the uh, mm. in the taxi and all of a sudden someone wants to pass so for example people someone would say so you're just going to stand up and let you know that woman pass why doesn't why doesn't she jump why you know there are so many ways there are so many yeah. i'm not toxic so i don't know but i'm just <laughs> giving examples uh, we're about to find you out we want to ask people who are close to you, <laughs> you and know, find out you know what i'm saying that you can tell a toxic person from all spheres of life it doesn't have to be only in a relationship or, or in regards uh, of family it could be at school you've seen bullies we grew up we started with bullies but there's a person who would think that if I'm a bully I would attract girls to my side. Yes. You know why? Because oh, they they yes. look at that as power. They know that ladies are attracted to men who are powerful. Yeah. You know, so toxic masculinity starts from that young age. It is groomed until it gets into when you're 30 and you're 40 and you are a married man and you are uh, a, a leader, you are a politician. You've seen politicians for example who are bullies. They are very toxic when it comes to their, you know, f- members of parliament. Yeah. You have seen church leaders who are toxic. They they can talk about anybody and they bully e- everybody around them. But we also need to know, personally I want to know what is the opposite of toxic masculinity because we have ladies of the same sort as well. Cool. It's why not, do, why, not why a, don't we google that? It's not a topic of me, of women of <laughs> men alone. I have met ladies who are bullies. I've met ladies who bully their husbands, I've met ladies who bully their work, you know, their workmates almost on a daily basis. Do you deal with women that have toxic femininity? I've I've met every day even today probably uh, only that you don't focus on the negative part of a person. Yeah. Yeah, you know you 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 identify you have to be very sharp to identify uh you have to identify the the qualities of a toxic person very early. So that you can be able to protect your spirit. Okay, and I'm I'm going to add and say that um, if toxic masculinity goes unchecked, it is uh, it can yield into very threatening situations. It can be a trigger for domestic violence. Uh, it can result into depression, and in the, in the long run, people can get suicidal thoughts. Um, because toxic masculinity conditions men not to seek help they don't talk about problems they don't talk about failures because that is something that the women do it's the women that cry and you see the reason why women are going to live longer and i say this is because when women well people say it's gossiping but when women mm-hmm. meet they are conversing about real life they open to each other about problems and then in the end they find out eh hey, hey, i'm not alone but had you not opened up you'd probably be there unaware on how to navigate some of these things which is why i've gotten very good feedback on this podcast people have appreciated the platform for allowing people to speak but also to share experiences so that the people who are listening don't have to you don't have to make the same mistakes that other people have already made if you have a chance to listen and learn while they said the best form of learning is making mistakes i also think that <laughs> sometimes you don't have to make these mistakes if i made it and i tell you bro i made this mistake and these were the repercussions i do not see why you you're going to say let me go make the same mistake and find out for myself how hard it can be yeah. you get but now there is also another element under that called fragile masculinity i think it's in contrast to toxic masculinity fragile masculinity refers to anxiety felt by men 
who believe they are falling short of cultural standards of manhood. Fragile masculinity can motivate compensatory attitudes or behaviors meant to restore the threatened status of real manhood. So it's people feeling like, eh, did I just confess that mm. I have problems? OMG. Like you even start, your heart starts racing. You feel like, oh my God, did I just out myself as a weak man? That is not you being weak. That is you being strong. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Do you ever get anxious about hitting 38? Yes. What are you most anxious about? Um, usually, the future is uh, n- is not seen. The future is always uh, a, uh, a mystery. The future, anything that is a mystery, o- automatically throws us into anxiety. So um, sometimes, I, when I look back when I was 20, I didn't know who I would be or what bad decisions I would make along the way until I'm 30. Now that I've completed that decade, I've made a lot of mistakes. But in that decade also, I have learned a lot. I've met good people. I've, I've learned about money. I've been in bad relationships. But I've also been in good relationships. I have done bad businesses that went wrong. I've done good businesses that went uh, right. I have traveled. My goodness, I've gathered memories along the way. So from now, where I am now until probably 38 or 40, you never know what the, the future holds, only that we can prepare ourselves. They usually say that what will happen in the next 10 years is, is, now, is being constructed right, right now. now. Yeah. So you say you called it what? Midlife crisis? Yeah. Midlife is what? Midlife. 30, um, 30, 40. Google says 45 to 60. But That's I've also, midlife. yeah, but I've also had people who say it can start at 35. You're on the edge. Oh. <laughs> okay, you're not a youth you're, anymore. You're borderline old, approaching old age, but you're also not like a youth anymore. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yes, sometimes I think of how many kids will I have? How, what type of father will I be? Will I have become? What type of husband will I have become? What type of influence will I have in society for the sake of the business I do? What, how far will my brand and business go? Now the crisis, I don't know, the, the word crisis to me, looks like a bad thing mm. crisis, crisis negative crisis. it's a negative yeah, part it's, it's, it's associated with negativity, with negativity. Yeah. i think we can be able to control how a lack of a shortage yeah. of so yeah. probably a shortage of happiness by the time you're 38 uh, a, a bad marriage but marriage gone bad by that time yeah. or stubborn children you have failed to tame your kids or you're sick probably because of the health, uh, your eating habits have led you to a very bad state in life, you're diabetic or you're sick of anything, something you could actually control. I think most crises arise from things that we neg- we neglect and we could have taken care of them. So I think um, we are not, I'm not God to know how my, that my next eight years are going to be, but we can prepare. You can yeah. be able to prepare ahead. You can uh, eat well. You can make, from now, you can make meaningful relationships. You can make, if you, are, if you want to fight an addiction, this is the best time to start. If you're struggling with alcoholism or smoking, or, or most of these silly habits, for example, that you know that they are going to hinder 
you from becoming what you want to become in the next eight or ten years i think yeah. you can start preparing now because if you do not start fighting now then the crisis will kick in instead of just being anxious i just take action and i start preparing myself because we are not getting any younger okay you're still listening to teas and conversations and i'm talking to happy who He's also my brother. He's older than me. So, well, let's just say that he has probably seen a few things that I haven't seen yet. Well, he's technically a year older than I am. <laughs> so chances of him seeing what I haven't seen are very minimal. <laughs> but here we are. And um, to wrap this conversation up, you're a dad. Yep. You're a husband. Yes. Did you ever at any point feel pressured to have children when you were, quote, younger? Never. In fact, um, that is not a pressure most men have. I usually, my friends, I usually see them struggling and saying, you know what, I, I, I think I need uh, to settle down. Now, at my age, just know most of my friends are 30 and above. Actually, most of my friends are 35 and above. Yeah. Now, those who are not married with no kids, they are under pressure, but they won't show it. Yeah. Just like how women show it yeah for them they don't they you just he just tells you you know what bro i think i need to settle uh myself i was never under pressure uh, but i just knew i want to ha- i want to be a father by 30 i want to be settled by 30 that is all i knew and i knew that at the right time really i believe in timing and uh, by the i knew by by the right time i will have all these things because number one if you are a man out there and you're thinking of, oh, I don't have kids yet, I don't have, just start living that life. Start living like you want to have a wife because women are attracted to men who are seeking. It applies on both ends. Even, and intention. Yeah, even women, even women have to be available. It's a certain preacher who said who said it. Be available if you really uh, you want to get in a relationship. Start uh, hanging around. If you want to, for example, if you want to date a man from a certain region, start hanging around where men from that region hang, <laughs> hang out. Around. You know, yeah. if you want to date a, a, a man who is, you know, mugged or, or well shaped with six pack. And Every Saturday body, is rugby day. You know, you're welcome. Ha- exactly. <laughs> hang out where athletic men hang out. You know, hang out. Pass by the gym, do a few squats, <laughs> just know the qualities. So at the end of the day, you have to be intentional. Yeah. For me, I was, I was, I can't say I was intentional, but all I knew, you know, this, this tongue is a creator. Some of the, 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 the things we say, some of the confessions we make, the universe provides. So I, I said, I want to be a dad by 30. I want to settle by 30. And when I look back, I'm 32 and that is, that is set already. I didn't know who I was going to end up with. All I knew is I just wanted a woman who has these few qualities. As long as she hits 60% of the qualities, I'm good to go. So some of these things, you just have to be intentional about them. Set your goals properly. And you just wake up and you have most, you have achieved most of these things. Well, okay. I don't know what those buds are called, but I'm sure they have... They are very noisy. It, it goes all the way. It's time. They are telling me it's time to wrap this up. So, uh, before we wrap up, you read books. Do you have a favorite quote? We have a custom here where we wrap up with a quote for every episode. Do you have a fave quote that you've ever read anywhere? 
have maybe so a many. philosophy, a mantra. I have so many favorite quotes. A favorite quote, but I will say something that resonates with what we just said about regrets and lessons. Yeah. Uh, always learn from everything that happens around you. Make sure that you're learning and take a lesson out of it. And then number two, be willing to learn. If you are green, you're growing. Then if you are ripe, you rot. And that mm. is something that I learned from one of my mentors. The purple, for example, if it's green, it's raw. If it's green, it's green, it's fresh. Mm. <laughs> By the moment it ripens and becomes yellow, the next stage it's, it's going rotting. to get rotten and yeah. then it drops from the tree and falls down. So as a human, if you're in your 30 for both the ladies and the, and the gentlemen, keep learning. Listen to this podcast and don't listen to it alone. Share it and recommend it for other people because... Your friends, if you're learning alone, it doesn't make sense. But if you learn and your, your, your closest friends also learn, then you're going to have a discussion and you have the same ideas. I deal in online businesses and building networks. I always recommend people have meaningful networks. I hope this podcast is not for <laughs> people who are not 30. So that they might feel, you know, irritated by... Actually, it's for it's for everyone, and uh-huh. you see that the whole point is to have a sense of community because either you you're thirty and above, or you're under thirty. Uh-huh. The whole point is the converging point is for as long as you live, you're going to get where we are right now, uh-huh. and then the whole point for this mini series because I run this just for a month, and then we go to normal back to normal programming uh-huh. is that you will learn how other people have made mistakes, how they were able to navigate them, and then you know you pick a few things along mm. the way from other people's experiences so it's for everyone okay so if you are if you are not 30 live live life don't forget to live enjoy you know? life yeah. in fact they usually say do not endure the journey rather en- enjoy the journey because at the end of the day we only have one life to live keep believing and stay healthy <laughs> I, <laughs> i'm laughing because um I sent a message to your wife. Mm-hmm. <coughs> um, I just I just sent her a selfie of you and I telling her we are ready to roll. And then she she wrote she writes back and says, <laughs> <laughs> "Don't overtalk my husband, okay?" Yeah. Well, well, well. Um, thank you, happy for that. Honestly, <laughs> today's discussion um, has been quite insightful, just like the previous ones and the ones that are going to come on. And I didn't realize how much I needed to sit and have conversations with men because we interact with men almost on a daily basis. They're our brothers, they're our fathers, they're our husbands. (laughs) So we just have to learn how to navigate life together. But I found this funny quote. I'm just going to read two and then I will wrap up with a very serious quote. One quote was, Adulthood is like looking both ways before you cross the street and then getting hit by an airplane. (laughs) Meaning, <laughs> you can't predict adulthood. As in, you cannot predict you, adulthood. You look, you're crossing the road and a, a bird dumps on your head. Yep. I mean, you can never know. You'll think you have all your yeah. stuff figured you out and figure, then something happens. You can't happens. figure out adulthood. Okay. Just the next, enjoy the journey. The next silly quote is, um, I have been putting a lot of thought into it and I just don't think being an adult is going to work for me. <laughs> what choice do you have? At the end of the day, that's why I said just enjoy. <laughs> don't endure. Just enjoy the journey. Uh, 
but our parting quote for today is <laughs> yeah i i just like this particular one happiness is watching the man of your life cooking for you now here is oh. a quote that is half dismantling toxic masculinity i mean it's not like cooking is a big deal but it's in this case it's the embodiment of all the other mm. things that men think only women should be doing so cooking yeah I mean, m- men don't like to men, do these things. Men don't have, don't have to like, you know, like, I mean, relationships are all about relating. They're all ab- relating means you're going to learn uncomfortable things and still do them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you really learned a thing or two. I know I did. And it was different because I was talking to my brother who I grew up with. Guys, like I, I definitely, I mean it. He's a 1989 born and I am a 1991 born. So you can tell that the, the difference is just really, really minute. So we grew up together and it was and it's a little bit different to just watch him and listen to him speak about the things that he has experienced. And you're like, hey, all this while when we were living under the same roof. But anyway, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you'll tune in again next Wednesday. And do not forget to share your feedback regarding this mini series. Are you loving it? Should we carry it on or whatever? And also do not forget that November is Men's Health Awareness Month and the Movember Foundation that you can Google uses the month to bring awareness to and support men, all those that are tackling prostate cancer, testicular cancer, mental health, and suicide. So this month is dedicated to the men in our lives and the men that we do not know. And I'm here to encourage you to seek help. It is not weak if you seek help. It is not weak if you talk to people. And I would love to appreciate all the men that showed interest in joining me for this series. Thank you. You are helping us create a better society. And to the ladies, I really hope that you are learning more about the men and how to help the men in your lives. You can always hold their hands and show them where they should seek help from. Thank you so much. I could go on and on, but I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. So do not forget to check out um, our socials on Instagram and Twitter. And then send us an email to teasandconversations at gmail.com if you have any burning comment or if there's something you'd like to say or if you think there's someone I should host or if you want to be hosted. I will be very happy to respond and engage with you. I'll see you next week. I love you. Take care of yourselves. Do not be toxic to people. Fight toxic masculinity. Take care of your bodies. Take care of your mental health. I love you all. Bye-bye.